0: The Ambitious Mum, the podcast about ambition, motherhood and everything in between. Hi everyone, welcome back to The Ambitious Mum podcast. I am Kate Moore Youssef, I am here, it feels like forever but I am back. And I'm hoping everyone is okay. Well, it really does feel like a very long time since I've been behind the microphone talking to you guys. But I just wanted to give you a bit of an update as to where I've been, what's been going on for me, and also what is to come with the Ambitious Mum podcast. I'm really, really excited about this series. I think, although each of my series hasn't been like massively long, my guests have been. So insightful, and they've carried so much weight with what they do and what we talk about. And I know that they've helped so many of you. So I'm just excited to be back and to bring more very inspiring, wise women who have got lots to give, who have taught me loads, and I know will teach you guys as well. So, where have I been and what have I been doing? Probably the same as you all, to be honest, locked up in my house with my kids. But I think I stopped recording back in, I think it was December, and it's now at the end of March. The sun is now peeping out the clouds. There feels like there's a bit more hope on the horizon. I know that over the past year, I have definitely done quite a lot of my own inner work and lots of different types of healing and, and lots of things that have come up for me that have actually helped explain who I am and understand myself more. Yeah, the ripe old age of 40. You may have seen some of my posts online, on social media. And actually, over this recent lockdown, I was actually diagnosed with ADHD alongside my nine-year-old daughter. And this has really kind of taken over my life over the past six months because... Even though ADHD has been in my family forever, my two brothers were diagnosed at young ages. The word ADHD has been there and I've always known about it. I've always seen kids with it and always recognised who had it and who didn't but I was just as naive and probably a little bit ignorant as many other people are with regards to the condition. And I just saw ADHD in boys and and men, to be honest, and and it just wasn't there for me for for girls. It just, I never really kind of clocked it. I never could really see it. And with my daughter, and I'm I'm not going to go into too much detail because she's not approved any of this, but to kind of cut a long story short, we had to go through lots of different avenues just to kind of see what was going on. And it wasn't anything too terrible, but I knew that there was something with her learning that wasn't quite right for her. And after quite a lot of digging, investigating, not quite finding where it was that um, she needed that support. I started reading about ADHD in girls and it was like a serious epiphany penny dropping moment of um, being able to kind of like go back through my life, especially at school and university and start recognising very similar traits and I don't want to make this whole episode about this, but the traits were, for me, and this is all very different, it's very much a spectrum. So, um, you know, some of the things that I could identify with, potentially other people might not be able to. But these traits included things like being a bit of a daydreamer, sitting in class and being afraid to put your hands up and talk. So it's very opposite to what you'd see maybe in boys that are quite destructive or disruptive. They would be the class clown, making quite a lot of noise, all these different things. It was almost the opposite for me. And I went very much inwards, masking symptoms I was very, very shy, terribly nervous about what people might think if I put my hand up and, and talked out loud. I was like, I was a severe blusher, something that I'm not, I don't really do anymore as an adult. And it was very much about internalising a lot of stuff and worrying that I wasn't picking things up. And I knew that there was certain things that just were not going in. Like I knew that I couldn't remember things. My working memory wasn't great. I really struggled with maths and still do. I knew that i had intelligence and intellect but that didn't translate into my schoolwork and this carried on through my life and it carried on through university where i knew i wasn't fulfilling my potential even though i had all the ideas going on in my head and i felt like i had to work harder than other people to achieve sort of relatively average results which i knew i was more capable of So I noticed this and my daughter's nine and the difference between her and I was I don't remember struggling to sort of sit. And I noticed through homeschooling that she really did struggle to sit and and sit for long periods of time. And she would sort of wriggle and not be able to sit on a chair and just would not be able to focus or concentrate. It was very, very profound. So in a weird twist of fate, we got diagnosed separately but on the same week so it was actually very supportive we both had lots to talk about and ever since then I've been on a mission to understand ADHD in women and to recognise actually why all the choices, the behaviours, the lifestyle that I've adopted was all to do with this ADHD that I had no idea about. And one of the biggest things I had had to manage was definitely my emotions and anxiety and overwhelm and worrying. And that is also a really big symptom of of ADHD in, in girls is that we internalize and repress a lot, hence the reason why we, we feel a lot more anxious. Um, we have constant worries, overthinking, ruminations. And I knew that I identified with this. And this is one of the reasons why I left my career in PR while I, I had my kids, because the juggle for me was really too much. And I know that a lot of women struggle with this. I know that working office hours and the balance with kids is very common and you don't have to have adhd to feel that but i felt like it was taking over my life even probably before i had kids i really did feel this overwhelm this fear of not doing things right of constantly checking my work over and over again fear of doing something wrong and it was really quite overwhelming in the early years of my career and it really spilled over into my family life as well so I may have talked about this before in other episodes, that I actually decided to stop working after I'd had my fourth child and really just focus on the kids. And I was lucky enough sort of financially to be able to take some time out and reassess what was going on and actually reassess my mental health and my emotional well being. And that's when I decided through lots of amazing creativity of setting up a small business, which was so good for my mental health. And that was planting my succulents, creating gorgeous, like funky arrangements in vintage pots. And it was all a bit mad and yes, very ADHD, but I loved it. And it gave me time to breathe. It it gave me time out to just think. I listened to podcasts. I really delved into a lot of inner work and reading and audio books. And I believe that that's what I needed. I, I was 35 and I just... Desperately crave to understand my brain a bit more. So, that is when I started looking into coaching and thinking, okay, this is potentially something that I'd love to, to do. And I've always been someone that friends have come to. I always felt very comfortable giving um, advice and being a listening ear and helping and supporting, felt very natural to me. And I went into training as a health and being coach. And from there, that's when it all kind of kicked off a little bit that I recognised that I needed to learn about myself a lot more. I needed to do a lot of inner work to be able to help other people. So I spent the past probably five years now doing lots of training. I went into NLP and then I trained in emotional freedom technique. And I've been doing lots of courses. My latest course is all about self-compassion. And I have read probably over 100 books over the past couple of years, really helping me understand my own limitations and vulnerabilities and triggers, all the things that I haven't healed over the years, so I can be a better coach for my clients and really be able to sort of help guide people better. It kind of comes a bit full circle, this, because I needed to understand a lot of this because I needed to help myself with my own emotional regulation. And that really did show up a lot as being a parent and a partner, friend, daughter, all the different things is that I felt very on edge, unbalanced. I didn't feel calm. I had an inner restlessness, which I know is also a symptom of ADHD. And I really felt that I needed to address this. This is where the tapping for me has really helped. This is when I've been learning a lot about breathing and meditation, leaning into walking, nature, having time out, managing my mental boundaries. All these things I talk about now with my clients because I realised that I needed this for myself. The art of saying no, really understanding those limitations to what would kind of ticked me over the edge a bit that I could feel my nervous system firing up, that I could feel that if I didn't manage this better then I would be shouting at my kids more, I would be unpleasant to my husband, I wouldn't be around for my friends and I have had to really sort of curtail my life a little bit to assess what works for me, what doesn't and how I can manage my own emotional energy so I've got enough to give and have left over for myself to kind of um heal and rebalance. So it's a constant every day. It's like it's a slight tweaking of the formula. It is most definitely understanding if some days I'm feeling I've got less energy or I'm feeling like I'm easily triggered or impatient or irritated or angry, I have to kind of go inwards a little bit to kind of look and see what's going on and understand myself so I can be around in the best possible way for other people. And this is what I'm really passionate about now helping other women, especially other women with ADHD, because we do suffer with our mental well-being and our emotional health. I realised that I had been looking for a calling for a really long time, a niche of clients I could really resonate with and relate to. And I'm just so grateful to have found that because not only am I helping myself, I'm also being able to help my daughter and I can recognise a lot of things in her that I had in myself that I, it's taken me, you know, so long to realise. And I want her to be able to empower herself with the knowledge from a younger age that she can manage her own mental health. She can manage those moments of feeling out of control. Many women with ADHD feel that they don't have the the power within them and they lean into um there's possible addictions and food, emotional eating, looking for a lot of external validation and it's exhausting, mentally draining. I feel that I hope now with some of the learning and, and I've still got so much more to do that I am able to guide people and support people a lot more. And what I wanted to touch on just coming to a close is that when I started the podcast, when I started the Ambitious Mum podcast, I hadn't been diagnosed with ADHD. But my premise was that I wanted to help more people through a a greater medium than just doing one-to-one clients. And I wanted to be able to speak to other women that I could learn from because I knew I was still at that learning stage. That there was something going on within me, this ambition. That despite that being a mum and being a mum still is my most important job and role. I feel very connected to being at home and and being around my kids as a sort of a foundation. And a lot of other women, they still have that, but they also really have a strong tie to being at work and their career. And I, I do get that hundred percent with myself, but. I wanted to explore this correlation between having this ambition and wanting to be very present in motherhood. And the ambitious side is this ADHD brain, most definitely for me, of being curious and being interested in learning, constantly learning from other people. And these are the people I wanted to then empower and inspire other women with their knowledge. So I'm learning from them and other people are learning. And it has most definitely evolved since the beginning of the series. I've started this career trajectory. But now for me, ambition is most definitely about exploring our inner world, really taking time to be ambitious about our spirituality, our well-being, our inner wisdom, our health, our careers, our... Parenting, so many different ways that we can be ambitious, without feeling like we've got to be running our own business. Even though you know, I will. I love to um, talk to women about that sort of leaning into their purpose, and we will definitely be talking to some amazing guests coming up that have helped other women really step into their power and their purpose to fulfill what's sort of deep within them. So. The Ambitious Mum podcast was built on the foundations of me probably not knowing I had ADHD but wanting to explore this something that was whispering within me that I knew that I had going on and it has definitely led me on this journey. I've been so much more knowledgeable and I've talked to so many women who have greater insights and wisdom and experience and training than I have that has enabled me to read different books, listen to Different podcasts, connect with other people, and I feel truly grateful that I've had these opportunities to to make these connections and be able to come onto different people's workshops and connect and collaborate. Which for me is one of the the strongest values that I have as a working mother that we can really support each other and lift each other up and collaborate instead of trying to compete so that is very much the ethos of this series of the ambitious mother mum even the ambitious mum podcast that we are leaning into as much collaboration and communication as possible and helping each other so I want to thank you so much for coming back and being patient and listening to this after such a long break. And I hope that the next series, you will will find a lot of help and support. I always love to hear from you. And please do message me on social media. You'll always see workshops that I've got coming up. And you'll see that I have a free workshop coming up on the 13th of April. And this is all about emotional regulation. I've called it freedom from frustration, even though it's a bit difficult to say. It's all about managing our big emotions, of being able to take micro steps every single day to feel calm and balanced. So it's not sort of going on a, an, an a retreat for ten days in India. This is about every single day making mindful decisions and choices to really address what makes us feel calmer and more balanced, so we can be better versions of ourselves. You know, across the, the whole spectrum of our lives. So this is a free event. It's at seven thirty, which which is UK time on the 13th of April. You just need to go onto my website. You'll see all the details there, coachingbykate.me.uk. You sign up and I'm going to be there for an hour talking to you about all the different techniques and tools that I've adopted over the years that I've learned about, that I trained in. And I really hope that I'm able to lend you some some really helpful tips and advice that you're able to sort of straight away bring into your your daily life so always head on to my website or go on to my social media which is coaching by Kate on Instagram and on Facebook and stay in touch I'm so happy to be back thank you for listening make sure you hit that subscribe button so you will always get the next episode and one last thing is that I've actually decided to do the episodes every two weeks now. So the first week I've got this solo episode and you'll hear the next episode coming straight away. But it's going to be every two weeks because I recognize that putting this out there, putting the podcast out there, I really use a lot of my heart and soul. I use a lot of time and energy and I use a, a lot of my, I think, my mental strength to make sure that you get as much out of these podcasts as possible. And so I decided that I wanted to manage my boundaries a bit. And so they're coming out every two weeks. And I promise you, you won't be disappointed. These guests are amazing. So just make sure you hit that subscribe button and you will get those episodes as soon as they are ready. Sending love and here is the next episode coming up.